What's going on? On today's episode, we're talking to Ashley Malfitano from the Uber Shop and her new baby project, the Mompreneur Boutique. We talked to her about managing three kids and two businesses, which is nuts. <laughs> um, we also talked to her about the purchase of $100 or less that has most impacted her life and what she listens to in the car, podcast, books. Tune in to find out. This is The Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. All right, Ashley, thank you for being on our podcast. We're going to break the ice with this question. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a beach bum. Especially Ooh. after coming off of eight days in Grand Cayman, yes, if I could live the life of not just a beach bum, but like luxury living beach bum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, is the, is the Cayman super expensive because you know there's a lot of tourist people there, or is it like you know the rest of it's like super inexpensive? You go there with a hundred bucks, or oh no, it's a more expensive island, and we made friends with some of the locals, and they definitely try and price themselves in a point where they're not getting the bachelor and bachelorette parties and it's not a big Cancun party spot. Mm -hmm. They want it to be the family friendly, much more luxurious, luxurious island. So interesting. Yeah. Cause I know like it, for example, if you want to go to the beach in Belize, it's like ridiculous, like $30,000 a year and you can live like a queen. Like, no, no. If you want to be on seven mile beach, you're looking at an apartment. About one point six million. Oh, yeah, for an apartment. Nice for a little apartment. So, <laughs> yeah. and that doesn't even put you ocean view. Nice. You're so, like, okay, I got a, I got a little bit of work to do still. Yes, it puts me big dreams in my business to achieve. <clears throat> All right, so um, we'll actually probably talk about two things. So technically, you have two companies, but tell us a little bit about, uh, about uh, the Uber Shop. What is the Uber Shop? The Uber Shop is a family-owned business. It started 20 years ago out of a little hobby that my mom had. At the time, eBay had just launched, and she would shop garage sales and then turn around and sell it on eBay, and she realized there was a niche there. And so it just grew from that. And so now then, the Uber Shop sells on eBay, Amazon, Walmart, as well as we have a physical storefront in Plano. And so that is been the main our main business the online we've been there for 20 years and then the storefront we just celebrated this past spring our 12th anniversary it's so weird i think we've talked about this before it's very weird like so we're obviously recording this 2019 most businesses are brick and mortar and then go online you guys literally started an online business when online was not really a thing and then you went to brick and mortar like i mean you're like slapping, doing high fives to people as they're going the opposite direction and you're going the opposite direction. It absolutely has felt that way. Sometimes we are doing it backwards and it's when we felt a need, that's where we expanded our business or we saw an opportunity. So we expanded the store when we saw a need to liquidate items that we didn't want to sell online. So mm -hmm. we, we buy huge overstock truckloads. Well, not all of it is goods that we felt like were worthy of going online. And hmm. so there was a need for a storefront and we, we expanded that area for our business. Very cool. And for you, uh, 20 years ago, obviously, if you guys see this on the video, Ashley is nowhere near, um, old enough to, you know, so 20 years old, you were start, you started, I mean, 20 years ago, rather you started this when you were pretty dang young. So I was 
late middle school, early high school when my mom started this. So it was at that point, it was out of our home and we were, we, my siblings and I were helping my mom package orders and she had employees that worked from home and helped do product listings for her. And so we would drive the, the drop-offs to their different homes and we would do the post office run. And so, um, my brother and I, we did that for her. And then I went away to college. And so when I was away at college, the business kind of really just blew up. It, it massive, it expanded pretty quickly. And my parents moved it into our first spot outside of the home, which is awesome because at that point it took over our garage. Um, I don't know where the living, the um, dining room table was at the time, because I think that was a workstation for five employees. Our pool table was a packaging table. So we were so excited to get our home back and um, we had an office and then quickly expanded to another office that was four or five times the size of our first office outside the home. When you said that you you left, I thought you were going to say that the company just went down because you were just so, it depended so much on you. <laughs> no, not at all. No, <laughs> at all. I didn't really start playing an active role until post-college. And even then, I had an agreement with my mom. My degree is merchandising. This is my background. I've always had a love for buying products and um the selling process. Mm -hmm. And so I had an agreement with my mom. I wanted to go out into the corporate world and experience that because that's an education in itself. My Mm -hmm. college degree was one thing, but it's great to go into some large corporations and see their culture and how they do business. And so I went and worked for two very large corporations, had great learning experiences with them. But when I got pregnant with my first daughter, that was time to leave corporate America and come back home per se. And, um, I did, and it was a perfect timing. My mom needed just a little more help running the business. And so I, um, joined her in the ranks and that was seven years ago. So I've been, I, when I was in corporate America, I would help her on the weekends when I could. Mm. Um, but seven years ago, I came in and took a very active role and took on the title as vice president to help her. And then even in the last several years, we've had to split the company and who's responsible for certain aspects because it's just gotten that big on how we're going to manage it Mm -hmm. and see oversee the day to day operations. So what do you enjoy most about what you do then? I like the creativity and all. So I find it creative when, like right now, we have a line of concealed carry handbags that we design and manufacture and sell online. Yeah, it's just a niche that we found ourselves in. And we're going back into manufacture another round of it. And so to me, I love it is the math behind figuring out what is our projected need for another year's worth of supplies and how much fabric and all the numbers and behind it all to me it's a fun little game i was gonna say i can i can tell a lot of people right now as they're driving or on their treadmill or, or anything like that they are probably rolling their eyes like are you kidding me like that is <laughs> the complete opposite of what i want to do so that, i mean that's really cool that it's you know everybody has their own specific talent so it's very cool that you're like no i love doing this stuff so my friends when i had my daughter they had a, a onesie made for her that says uh, my mom makes really cool spreadsheets <laughs> and then we went on a girls weekend just a couple months ago and we all had 
sassy little t-shirts about our personalities and everything and mine was I bring the business plan in the spreadsheet so anytime <laughs> I get asked to volunteer most of the time I get asked to do the spreadsheets in the organization for that so they love you yeah that's I mean obviously you're a great person but they're keeping your friendship because they're like we know for PTA or anything like that we have somebody <laughs> who's going to be able to help us um, I don't want to get too far into this without talking about your other company um, or something that you just recently started um, and kind of explain like what that is, what the name of the business is, what do you guys do and you know why did you started it? So we just recently, just recently being in April, launched a new website called the Mompreneur Boutique and our infrastructure is already there. We ship products out of our, we have an inventory fulfillment system out of our warehouse. We have shipping stations. We already have the infrastructure there to be able to have a website. All we needed to do was basically buy the product for it and um, set the site up, the actual technology. And it is something we've talked about for several years, but it just was growing inside of me because I'm now a mom of three. Oh man! And I'm a, and I'm a, I would consider, and Aaron really helped me put the words to this. I'm a mompreneur, and so I can really speak to that voice. I know what it means to juggle three kids and have big goals for your business and be trying able to grow it. And so, how do we speak to the audience, provide solutions and fashions for that busy mom on the go? And so that's where it came up with the Mompreneur Boutique. And so we launched in April, and to me that is just my sweet little passion project, and I love every minute of it because it is it is the life that I'm living day in and day out. I feel like you, you keep saying little passion project but it just speaks parallels to how your mom started the Uber shop um, as a, I think you said the exact same words, as a little passion project um, so I think this is going to be really really cool and really good uh, in the long run. I hope so I really yeah. hope so. And so it's <clears throat> you're talking to people who are just like yourself, I mean who are women who are trying to juggle those things and then you know obviously they need the attire for that so you're just kind of filling that that gap or filling that need of being able to shop online very easily yes or there's a voice out there right now we're in a day and age where more <coughs> women have either or have a women-owned business or they have a side hustle nice. they're working for an mlm they're trying to start their own boutique mm -hmm. maybe they want to be a fitness trainer there's so many different things that women are achieving and so and it's hard it's hard to juggle it all be a mom and do that and so absolutely we're providing showing them providing fashion solutions and then secondly providing fashion solutions for every body type mm -hmm. so it's great to walk into a boutique and see all their cute clothes but sometimes those cute clothes only fit someone that was in their pre-baby. <laughs> yeah. But being post-baby and post-baby three times, the body is just different. And so you can still look so fashionable and after having a baby. And so I wanted to show fashions to women in that you can, you know, just look great. Mm -hmm. There was a period of time when I would, after I had my first daughter, I just, I'd wear a t-shirt and yoga pants. And I didn't feel good going into work when I always wore that stuff. But then when I started putting together outfits that I felt comfortable in and fashionable in, again, my confidence went up. Yeah. And so that's that's why I want to provide to other moms out there when they're working their business, because it's one thing to go into a new arena. You're already going to be feeling a little nervous. But if you're looking good and f you're feeling good with the way you look, it's just going to give you that little extra boost of confidence. Absolutely. So obviously you're very passionate about both businesses. Um, and I, this is a good question because I think it will be a, a challenging one in the sense that 
that's very entrepreneurial minded, what would you do um, if you couldn't be an entrepreneur and why? So if I couldn't be an entrepreneur, I would probably go back to being a buyer for a corporation. So it's kind of, that was my sweet spot before I um, left and came here. So I worked for a big corporation. I was in their buying office and I got to do what I do now, but I was doing it for someone else. So, but now then I'm deciding, just deciding the destiny. Was it always like the end goal to come back to the Uber shop or was it ever the end goal to start your own business? I... I guess I just felt such deep roots in the Uber shop. That's where mm-hmm. it was. It's come back. I don't think it was necessarily to always have my own business. It was to come back to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was going to say it's obviously had years of ingraining into you of like, mm-hmm. this right. is always in the back of my head, back of my mind, I guess. And my mom and I are very similar personalities and I thoroughly enjoy doing this with her at this point in life. I don't know what my day to day would be if I didn't do this with her. It's, it's kind of a fun thing that allows us to have that. Just say we have a very unique relationship and I know a lot of people don't get the opportunity and I do. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. I was going to say it's like most people and actually this is a, a weird uh, or a sad spot, but there's actually a book out. I can't remember what it's called. Something like tree, but basically, and I think I've told this to Christian, but um, by 18, you've spent 90% of the time that you're going to ever spend with your parents or your kids with them. That's just like normal statistic. You go out to college and then you see them like once or twice a year. So like for you to do that, I mean, it really is special to, to spend time with your family that way. Or I guess the way to look at it too is like so many people are like, oh, I spend a bunch of time with them, but it's not quality time. So, I mean, I think the quality time of seeing them twice a year is way better than seeing them every day. And you're just like, you take it for granted. But it sounds like you guys have a very good relationship and that is the thing we've learned is that so much of our um we are together so much so sometimes when we leave the office it's so easy to keep talking business Mm -hmm. and so that's been a learning curve of to not keep talking business i just spent eight days my parents were with us on vacation and um there were several times I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to her about this business thing. And I'm like, no, it's vacation. We're not talking business. And so I had to really bite my tongue. But it was, I think, the first time in a while we've gone that many days in a row without talking any business. Yeah, I think that's um, not a mother-daughter situation, but like a friend situation. Uh, we were friends before ever even starting the business and it's very hard to not just be like hey you want to go to buffalo wild wings and we're like hanging out and then like oh dude i have this crazy business idea yeah. or i have this like <laughs> well at some point we were living together too and it was really hard to just disconnect completely and oh, not wow. talk yeah i could totally so, see that yeah that was definitely very hard so we i mean i don't together. think either one of us necessarily hated that but it was also like a oh yeah like we're closer as business partners, but not closer as like, oh yeah, we still do fun stuff as friends. So I think it's, yeah, you have to like train yourself like in kudos for eight days of doing that. Cause my <laughs> yeah. mind works on business like 90% of the time anyway. So it's really hard for me to like step away and not it was do that. Hard. It was hard to put down the phone, the email, the laptop. And I already had it in my mind. I'm like, okay, you bring your laptop because on Monday morning you have to do this one task. <laughs> Keep the laptop put away until that one task on Monday morning. It's a practice of unplugging, which is a healthy thing. I think yeah. for entrepreneurs, cause you can't get burnout and mm-hmm. we need to give our families that unfocused time and really pour into them. So, yeah, absolutely. And 
I feel like there's going to be a lot of, speaking of businesses, I feel like there's going to be a lot of businesses that go to places and they somehow, like, you go there and it blocks, like, cell signal or, like, you know, the mountains and stuff have that too, but, like, you know, Dallas doesn't really have that where you mm-hmm. have signal everywhere, but I feel like there's going to be certain places where, like, you just don't get cell signal. Like, they're going to have wired phones and you go there and you hang out with friends and you actually just, like, hey, let's play cards or have real conversations or go and, like, a, a do something active. Like, I feel like that's going to be a business because we get so, like, geared in or, like, focused in that it it's hard to disconnect, but you have to force yourself, like, okay, I have to pay somebody 100 bucks to come here because I have to disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so two businesses, three kids. What's a day-to-day like, and how the heck do you do all that? Oh, <laughs> no day is the same. Um, I pre-plan. Let's just put it that way. I pre-plan. Thank you. Gmail calendar. I time block my day. Um, I start, I mean, I start months in advance. I actually just wrote a blog about this last night about how did I plan for the summer? Because my kids are out of school. And so it's, I just find creative ways, creative solutions. And maybe it's summer camp. They're going to go to summer camp for a week and I get time to work on the business and understand as a mom, when I've blocked off time to work, I need to find a place for my kids because I realized it's not right for them for me to be working and juggling them at the same time. It's just mm-hmm. not fair to them. I learned that the hard way with just one kid. And when you add two and three, it just it's a non start. But <laughs> I'm so I yeah, I I schedule ahead of time. I have a wonderful support system. Uh, my husband is absolutely amazing and but he's a fireman, so he works twenty four on and forty eight off. So his days off, he's able to help with the kids. So we kind of just look at our calendar a month in advance and realize, okay, these are the days you're working. These are the days I'm working. And then also I think it's very healthy um, and people should be aware of is putting in family time into their calendar. And so they're like, these are our family days as well. So it's clear expectations to everyone when mom has to work um, and what our family days are. So we time black that all out in a a Gmail calendar. And then... um, yeah, it's it's overwhelming and complicated, and I try and tackle one day at a time. So, um, and every week is flexible. Next week, I'm volunteering at my kids' summer camp, and so I have to be there every evening. So I'm going into work a little earlier, and um, and I have several babysitters that help us too. So. Shout out to the babysitters for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank goodness I have two sisters that are college age. One just graduated college and has been home for a gap year. She has been a lifesaver nice. on watching my kids. So so you talk a lot about, um, okay, so the two businesses, obviously, um, and I want to kind of shift over here to a little bit of like the, the marketing for two businesses that are completely different. Um <clears throat> As far as like social media, what do you have a platform that you guys like to use for the the Uber Shop versus the Mompreneur, or like, or do you use both? Like, which platform do you do you prefer to use? So for the Uber Shop, I've really have learned for that business that I like being on Facebook. I've played around on Instagram, but we just. I haven't seen the right audience. That's a local audience pick up for that. And so it, Facebook has just been a great place for that. And our customer base is a little older. And so they are truly just adapted Facebook over the last couple of years. Um, and so that's a great platform to be on for them. 
Now, with the Mompreneur Boutique, it definitely is Instagram. Hmm. And so learning the ins and outs of Instagram and big goal, I need to get to 10,000 followers so I can get my swipe Swipe up, let's go. Yeah, my best friend said, Ashley, I have a bottle of champagne, a really nice bottle. When you get that swipe (laughs) up feature that you talked about, we're cracking it open. And I was like, yes. Um, But yeah, Instagram, we've seen a big there because the hashtags yeah. and the hashtags opening up those niche markets that truly are your customer base. I've yeah. seen already seen that in just the short time that we've been on there. Yeah. Discovery. So what's your Instagram? We'll do that stuff later, but what's your Instagram for, for that one? The mompreneur boutique. Gotcha. So make sure you go follow them there. Um, and, and kind of a segue to that. What's the, what's the biggest struggle you guys have with online marketing or maybe there's no struggle, but like, um, I guess we've never talked to a business owner who hasn't struggled with it because it's always, we even have, you know, it changes. So what's the biggest struggle with, with online marketing for you guys? For me, it's, I am so close to the business. It's hard for me to write copy or write a post because I'm so close to the business. I, I mean, I think some people may like, Oh, that should be easy for you. And it's like, no, it's easier when you have someone that's kind of far removed. You tell them exactly. Cause to me, I'm like, I have too many words I need to say, and I don't know exactly how to say it. That's in the customer's terms. So that's been the biggest thing is like we recently had someone hired someone that's able to write copy for us. And when I see the post she writes, I'm like, Oh, she got my thought out in a, just such a pretty way. And so that was a huge step for us was just something I would spend hours fretting over just mm-hmm. having that person that writes copy that knows it in and out, how it can just be a big game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does 2019 or it could be 2020, Um, How does that look for the Uber shop and then the Mompreneur Boutique? So the Mompreneur Boutique will start there. It looks at truly how I'm going to buy my fashions Mm -hmm. in the next year because, I mean, I am a buyer at heart. And then how am I going to tell that story? And so I've really, the first go around, I was like, okay. Uh, I've had some great learning lessons on how I really want to tell that story out to the mom, how I want to be a resource to her for the last half of 2019 going into 2020. And then for the Uber shop, it's continuing to build our online business. We've learned, yes, we've been in the business for 20 years, but we are still learning so much. And just even the way we buy for that business is, yeah, it's, it's been, um, we've had an interesting growing year and Mm -hmm. it's, been mind blowing and we've seen great results. And so just streamlining, streamlining and making those businesses more efficient too. Yeah. Growing pains are for are real for sure. You need to, you need to go through mm-hmm. some growing pains. It's how you'll come out, um, stronger on the other end. We've gone through so many growing pains throughout the 20 years. And at times we're like, Oh goodness, how will we survive it? Well, when you do survive it and you come out on the other side, you're like, Wow okay, look at us now. We did that. You think you can do anything until you get to the next struggle, but right. <laughs> um, you learn a lot and it makes you get more efficient in your business. It makes you realize, Hey, maybe I need to learn this new area. I need to take classes and be more efficient in that area. And so do you think that's different. what's attributed to your guys' success or what, like, what do you attribute the success to of the businesses to? My mom and I did a Facebook live, um, at the end of 2018 and she doesn't like being in front of our marketing. And so I got her on one Facebook live and I said, what is the one biggest business advice you can give? And she goes, be acceptable to change. 
And that is it, is that over 20 years, we've changed and evolved and been willing to change and evolve Mm -hmm. with the times. And I think that's what you, how that's how you plan for longevity. So we have a question here that usually stumps people. Um, What purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or maybe recent memory? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> nice. I like that response. Oh. See, you guys, you prepared a lot of answers already because, you know, we're going to go through some typical business stuff. But <laughs> this is the one. Um, we'll just kind of focus whenever we shift it for the video. I'm, I'm trying to talk to give you some time to think. But we'll yeah. just focus the video on, like, you like thinking because I, I feel like that's a good uh, visual. $100 but, or less purchase that's been... I mean, for the business or my personal life? Could be both. Yeah. Anything that has improved. I mean, I'll tell you one. It's less than a $30 purchase that changes the way I pack my suitcase. Our storage cubes. Yes. It's the most crazy thing, but I tell everyone about them. Um, I put all my girls and myself for eight days worth of stuff in one suitcase. No, you didn't. Organized in storage cubes. So do you have the the manual one or like the one that you hook up to like a vacuum cleaner or something? Or how does that work? These are like zip around. Okay. So each kid has a storage cube, and it's all all our stuff immediately packed in it. And then, um, so when we get there, everybody just gets thrown their storage cube, and you unload that in your little hotel space. I need that for my wife. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's just my recent one from last week. I like absolutely love storage cubes. What what uh, what company did you buy it from? Or was it just went on Amazon? Okay, so there's so, not like a brand or anything. It's just like buy some storage cubes. No, I just go on Amazon. I am an avid. Amazon shopper. Amazon Prime shopper. Because I hate taking my kids in the store. It's a, it's like herding cats, getting three kids in and out of the store. <laughs> so if Amazon will drop it off at my house in two days or less, yeah, that or Target drive up and they'll bring it out to my car. Those are my two places to shop. Right. You're like, this is this is my calling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like I'm the only person that uses a service at Target, so I hope they don't take it away. But absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's a lot of resistance for a lot of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like my wife, Brianna, she likes to she actually likes to go grocery shopping. I'm like, look, you could save probably five hours a month by not doing that. She's like, no, I like to go grocery shopping. I'm like, yeah. OK. Me- yeah. Megan said the same thing. And because we've done the grocery pickup mm-hmm. thing a couple of times when we don't have time. But. She and she's like, no, I enjoy going grocery shopping with you. Well, maybe they can go grocery shopping together. <laughs> I will be the one that says I don't enjoy going grocery shopping, but my husband does, and so he That's takes good. on that task at our house. Though when we don't have time, um, we do do grocery pickup. So when we were flying home on Tuesday night, we were quickly doing our grocery order to pick up the next morning um, before our plane departed. So yeah, it is a great time saver. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hopefully they do not take those away. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, all right. So not a difficult question. Well, maybe. I don't know. In the last five years, what's a new belief, behavior, or habit that has most improved your life? Oh, that's a good one. I would say I have never been really into personal development books. Hmm. I always tried reading them, and then I get stuck. I had a girlfriend say, hey, you need to read this book. I was like, okay. She goes, just do it on audio. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So last July, I read my first personal development book. What was it? I, it was Girl, Wash Your Face by I Rachel I knew you Hollis. were going to say that. I, I knew you were going to say that. She <laughs> just came out her. with a new book, too. Yes, Girl, Stop Apologizing. Yeah. It's already read. It's done. I 
I, I don't even know how I knew. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. She's That lady is killing it. What's her name? Rachel Hollis. Yeah, so she's killing she, it. She just speaks to moms. She just spoke. In the past, when I would try and read a personal development book, I just would get stuck. It would get boring to me. I don't relate to this, but I could relate to her. Mm-hmm. And so she was so relatable, and I just I read that book, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Is this who who is this lady? And so then I went and looked her up on social media and became a follower. And then I joined her business coach class, coaching class, and I'm just hooked. I can't wait. I'm going to her conference right here in Dallas in July, awesome. and I'm just so so excited. And the friend who got me hooked on the book, we're going together. And nice. so, um, but since then, I've read other books and started following other people and watching their videos and things on just tips and tricks on how to be more successful and get to that next level. So Brendan Bouchard and some of them, they have some great books out there. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Who else, who else is it besides her? Okay. That's uh, you answered that like pretty quickly. That's uh, wow. That's awesome. So a year later and you're like a believer, like this is my lady right here. Oh, her. And I just, just personal development. Yeah. That absolutely. There is that we all need to evolve and, I have, there's a whole stack. I literally have 10 books on my desk right now that I don't know why I buy the actual book because then I actually end up ordering it on Audible because I can listen in my car a lot more than I can, um, which I'm listening to Hug Your Customer right now. Have you all read that book mm-hmm. by Jack Mitchell? Oh, it is awesome. It hmm. is awesome. It's one of my new favorite Hug ones. Hug Your Customer? Hug Your Customer. It's by Jack Mitchell who owns a clothing store out of the Northeast, out of Connecticut, called Mitchell's Clothing, and it is just unbelievable. They talk about how they service their customer, and I think that's a lost art right now is customer mm. service. Yeah. yeah, And it's just simple things that he talks about they did in their business that's helped them grow to where they are today. Wow, very just, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to definitely check that out. So yeah. do you enjoy the Audible versions more than a physical book? or? I used to love a physical book. Mm-hmm. I would just like crawl up on the couch and listen. But now it's just so hard to get that time. Mm-hmm. But I'm constantly in the car, car pulling kids or driving to work. That I'm, I enjoy listening either to a book or a podcast. So, nice. Yeah. So now that I, I tend to, I listen to like a book that's like pumping me, like how your customer pumps me up on the way to work. And then on the way home, I'm like, I need pumped up to see my kids and like put my mind in the mommy brain. So I listen to my like, Raising Kids podcast to like get me in the right mo- mind mom Mindset, yeah. <laughs> the mom brain mode I don't know that's all twisted up but yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah I was gonna say I thought the mom brain meant that you forgot something right yeah. some of the people use it as yeah, an excuse yeah that's what they normally do but it's still there's a certain <laughs> brain like you know of how I'm gonna talk to my three year old it's like a certain segment into my brain I gotta learn it's different than the way you talk to us it's different than oh, the way okay. you talk to you guys I don't think you mean put my hand on your shoulder look you directly in the eyes speak your name in a very calm tone. hi Ashley <laughs> how are you today <laughs> It's a very calming voice. Everybody can kind of tell that through the podcast. Like you guys can see that too. It's very, very nice. Um, so what did you, what do you wish you knew, um, now that you, or what did you wish you knew then, but you know now, like that you could tell yourself, like you could go back in time and you'd tell yourself, Hey, look, you needed to do this for the business or your personal life or whatever, um, that you don't have now or that you do have now rather. That truthfully, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I guess I've always known that. That's what my mom always taught me. But I never actually felt like I believed it until this past year. 
And, but if you dream it, you got to have a plan to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really having, being willing to put in the time and the effort to make that plan. And then even more so the hustle to accomplish it. And so, um, that's been the big thing. Like, don't be afraid to dream big, but then be willing to work hard to achieve it. And so. So you, you asked us about our vision board. Do you have a vision board? Or I don't have one visually. I write down every morning my 10 goals for okay. myself, where I see myself in 10 years, and what are the 10 things that are going to get me to that person. So I write down that stuff, but I like the visual board for your company mm-hmm. in your office. Mm-hmm. So it's, I was thinking, I was like, I need to go, <laughs> go home yeah. and do that. There's, very, there's something very psychological and therapeutic about writing it down, too, especially if you do that. Like that's, I feel like the combination between both of us here would be probably the ultimate place to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. Have the actual vision board, because we do, we see it every Every day, but then also writing it, you know, there's just, it ingrains it into you. It sets your mind up right. So mm-hmm. I, I do that. I have just this morning routine. I get up, I do my Bible study, my meditation time, and then I reflect on things I'm grateful for from the day before. And then I write out my, where am I going to, my 10 things are going to put me at the next spot where I want to be in 10 years from now. So, and then lastly, what is the one thing I can do today that's going to help it make that happen? Very cool. Um, so what is, I think this is a, yeah, the last hard question. Um, what do you think it's something that you failed at and what did you learn from it? What have I failed at? I can tell you what I've learned. It's, it's something I've reoccurrently do is sometimes, um, are y'all familiar with Enneagram? Yep. Yes. So I'll put it out there. I'm Enneagram three. I like achievement. And so I, sometimes I want to achieve a little too quickly because I get that gratification. I get that high off of achieving something. So sometimes I've realized over the past is that I could be a lot more thorough and have done a much greater job if I hadn't been rushing through it too quickly. So now then it's as much as it goes against some of my personality, I want that gratification. It's holding back and being so much more thorough and doing a better job and not just checking it off my list. Mm. Right. Yeah. There's something again, you're like, oh, yes, I want to be able to check that off. Check that off. That's super satisfying. It is satisfying. But there's so much more gratitude when you you realize, wow, I really put in the time and the effort to see this completely through and it's not just checked off. I truly lived it and accomplished it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So those were kind of the hard questions. You got through them. Thank you. You passed. Um, You will get a picture afterwards for the award. Um, Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, So easy question or maybe not so easy question. Um, Do you have a show that you just recently finished uh, watching on Netflix as like a binge or what you currently Netflix binging? I'm currently Netflix binging Parenthood. Oh, I love Parenthood. What Mm -hmm. season are you on? I'm on season two. I'm oh. at the end of it. But you're my own season three. I'm like in the middle of it. Okay. You'll so. know if you're on season three because it gets crazy. Like okay. Then no, I'm on season two. Okay. So they're like about to adopt. Oh, yeah. It's about to get us. Have you seen Parenthood? I don't think so. Is it it's, on Netflix? Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a very family-oriented kind of show. Uh, it's one of those ones kind of like uh, This Is Us where like you may find something in your eye by the end of the episode. Uh, they do a good job of, you know like real family emotions and real family situations. Um, 
thing. I There's like going back in time. Like I'm in a time right now that was, you know, based on where the economy was in 2008 mm-hmm. and, the, you know, the recession and job loss. And it just, it feels good being on the other side of that now and seeing a thriving economy. But to go back and kind of reflect on that and watch a show and I don't know, I don't know. I'm enjoying that part yeah. of it. So. Yeah, I, re- I really liked Parenthood. I was upset that they didn't continue to do... Let's see, I think there's only five seasons, but okay. I've definitely become a Dax Shepard fan uh, since then. Yes, his podcast is awesome. Oh, I didn't know he had a podcast. Yes. He Do you know, you know yeah. who Dax Shepard is, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's yes. got some kind of line or something at Target with him and his wife, too. Yes, they do have that, too. But he has a great podcast. Um, what do they normally talk about? Yeah, the one I'm listening to, which is a three-hour-long podcast, he has a um, counselor, and I can't even think of his name. He's from the... Um, Go- uh, golf Institute, hmm. golf. and not golf. Go- I'm saying this wrong. Anyways, the uh, goth is a goth like no, black. Like, oh, no, like a psychologist and this guy that studied marriage and relationships. And Dr. James Dobson. No. Um. <laughs> uh. Andrew Andrews. No. I think I know who you're talking about. It's a um husband wife kind of or not husband wife but husband daughter. Um. Dang. What is it? I think I know who you're talking about. He is, I mean, he's done a lot of research, written some great books, and I can't even think of his name right now, it's not Mommy Brain, but he, (laughs) it's great, he's like, he can predict um, based on watching customer, uh, couples three different times if they're going to get a divorce or not, and just that different, and what he sees as success in a relationship, and what can um, be signs of failure, and how to work through those, and so, yeah, Dak Shepard interviewed him for that. Nice. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. Mm -hmm. I know that I've seen that guy live. Uh, Dang it, the Smart Conference. He was there with like um, a bunch of bigger names, like with Dave Ramsey and stuff. But um, dang, I know who that guy is. Him and his water, or him and his daughter started some kind of foundation. But yeah, super cool guy. Yeah, I can tell you once I look on my list of. As soon as we stop recording, I'll remember when we stop recording. Awesome. All right. So, how can our audience find out more about uh, the Uber Shop, Entrepreneur, more about you guys? So you can go to either of our websites, so theubershop.net, or follow us on Facebook, just the Uber Shop store. And then check out our website for the Mompreneur Boutique or on Instagram. So, And then if you really find that voice speaks to you, uh, join our group on Facebook. It's kind of more an intimate group. We aren't really trying to sell products to you in that group. It's just more a conversation of moms and what are they talking about that season in life. What's the name of the group? It's just if you go to the Mompreneur Boutique on Facebook, you'll be able to just to join our group right there. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was a bucket list item. Like my (laughs) dream is to have a podcast one day, but just to be a guest on here was my awesome. I think you would do really good. Yeah, you do. You'd Mm -hmm. be awesome. Women definitely and and men too would definitely, but you could definitely resonate with people. I think it's absolutely it'll be really good. Thanks. Um, All right, so if this is your first time listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We have special guests once a month, but every other week or every three three out of the four weeks, we have a usually tips about social media. So you want to make sure that you subscribe so you do not miss out on the latest trends of what's happening online. Um, And if you've been listening for a while, please do us a huge favor and leave us an honest rating and review. If you leave us a review, we will also give you a shout out on the podcast. If you have a website or a cool um, handle, we'll we'll, uh, shout that out as well. So uh, make sure you subscribe, make sure that you leave us a review and just it helps us to understand how to continue to make better podcasts for 
for you. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.